Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You gotta be Picasso. You gotta be P. Diddy. You gotta be fucking Usher. You gotta be everything at one time. To different to different people, you know, it's it's one yeah. of those things. I made a pact to myself, like I gotta make this work, or I'm gonna be homeless. So I had so 10, 20 years later, I'm still here. So made it's it one work. of those things I love. Hi, welcome to the Modern Waiter Podcast. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter, where we discuss all things restaurant business, learn something, laugh at something. <laughs> On today's episode, we look at service through the eyes of a chef. But first, the intro. As usual, I'm joined by my good friend Danny Davila. What's up? What's up? What's up, people? Today we have a guest, Chef Eduardo Espirito. What's up, brother? How you doing? How you doing? What in the hell made you want to work in restaurants? Weed. <laughs> Please explain. So uh, I was working at uh, at the bookstore in San Francisco in Berkeley, California. I got I got home one day, eat some ramen. You know, Asian people throw some a lot of shit in ramen. I threw some egg, threw some spam. I gave it to my cousin, who was winning with me. We smoking uh, smoking weed, and at the time there was a California Coloring Academy. Okay. And this and this guy said like Eddie, won't you do that? You know, you 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 you're good with food. You know you. You know, you you can make something out of nothing. So I did, and you know, eighty thousand dollars in debt later, I became a chef. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh that's a lot of debt. Well, uh, it was only for twenty, but so when I signed up for cooking, it was only technically about twenty five k. But okay. they didn't tell me at the time, at two thousand and three, I was making nine dollars an hour as a cook. Mm. Okay. So I. Made I made I called them to like I can't make these payments. I got rent, I got gas, I got groceries. Stop the payments. I got cool. I'll give you two years, but they didn't even tell me that the interest will still yes. be compounding as month over and those years. two years. Yeah. yeah. So those 20 became like 40, 60. I still know friends that still owes about 100k from a school that closed down five years ago. Oh, what what is the hardest part about working? in a restaurant the longevity the training of your body because okay. you're, you're on feet like my dumb ass when i cook start cooking i wear freaking fubu timberland boots oh yeah okay nobody my I, my feet was like hurting every day and i don't know if you ever worked you know wore timberlands in kitchens before but i was slipping and sliding i was walking running and those things it was harsh but it's the 12 hours to 8 hours. I had to work two jobs when I was on cook. Mm-hmm. So gaining my body just to work two 8-hour shifts in one day and waking up the four hours before you go to work. Because I lived at the time in the East Bay of San Francisco. I have to get up at 5 in the morning to take two buses, a BART, 
to get to the city and stay at an eight-hour shift. That's the grind. Correctly. That's the grind, it, yeah. It's the physical part that stands out first. Yeah, then, and that's the only thing that I tell when I go to uh, cooking schools like the CIA and uh, mom-and-pop cooking school, like my friends be saying, like, what do you, you want to tell them? I'm like, don't wear stupid-ass Jordans. Don't, <laughs> don't wear Jordans. Don't wear Crocs. Get some $300 dance goes or Birkenstocks. Save your feet and your hands. Those yeah. are the two things that are, are most important as a chef. You know, you don't want to knock a pinky or stab your hand in a freaking splendor with tickets and take care of your feet. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. When I first started in the restaurant, I started out on the line, uh, you know, in the kitchen. And the thing that really struck me when I first started with my hands, my hands just yeah. felt like they were so swollen from grabbing, constantly grabbing things. Oh, you haven't worked... You haven't worked at a, in a Chinese restaurant yet. No. Mm. I just my first corporate restaurant when I got fired from my Italian restaurant job. <laughs> I worked at I got I worked at PF Chang's. I was okay. so I works I got so intimidated because this is PF Chang's like one of, at the time two thousand and four was the number two fast food casual dining joint. Yeah. Number one, I got in- intimidated because I walked in. I thought Chinese people were here. There's only one guy. But the rest was all Latinos and talking shit. And I didn't even know what the <laughs> fuck they were saying. So I was just like, I was scared because I'm 14,000 BTUs between your legs and you know how to cook real quick. Yes. And so if you ever had a towel in the kitchen, imagine holding three towels, fold it up. And you still gotta hold the walk handle like this. Oh wow! Yeah. So do that for like eight hours a day, sometimes twelve. And at two o'clock in my two o'clock in the morning, my hand will be stiff just like this. Oh and my I had god! To, literally, had to like pry it off. And as you can see, my hands are always in that mode. It could never go straight. It has to be crooked. You're in the claw mode. Mm. Claw mode forever. That's like uh, some wide receiver hands right there. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Law and stuff. That's surprising to me. W- that detail of of what your the conditions of your hands would be. What else would we be surprised to know about being in a chef in a restaurant? Oh uh, man, three three to second burns. Just get ice water and just you know, we don't go to the hospital. Uh, my hands are burnt from third degree, second degree burns, sugar burns, and still oh. work at twelve hour shift. Oh my god! Uh, keep it moving. Keep it moving. Uh, let's say this this pinky toe, this pinky ring. Sorry, uh, ring finger. Uh, I was cutting duck on one time, and I didn't know how to uh, properly sharpen a knife. So my boning mm. at the time was sharp at the tip and dull in the back end. So as if you're ever Butcher duck. It has very uh, a lot of cartilage, so I was forcing mm-hmm. it, forcing it, and and I forced it so much that the tip of my blade went straight to the bone, Ooh. down right there. And I didn't even notice it because it's so sharp; it just went straight in. And my chef told me, "Eddie, uh, you're bleeding." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, look at that shit! It's fucking in the bone." Like, what do you need? Uh, two shots of Hennessy, some ibuprofen, and a splint. We're good. Oh. And I worked the whole day. That's that's tough. Well, I kind of had to. 
Well, I kind of had to. I it, it it was rather that or not paying rent. I can't oh, lose it. I can't lose an hour. I can't lose a day. Because it, it takes me at the time it takes me about eight dollars a day just to get back and forth from where I live. Okay. So, so I had you to came do in what negative. You you showed yeah. up to work negative. Yeah. Ah, that's that's that's, a, that's the thing. Because and I, all all the time, all my server station like you should be a server. We make about this much. I can't because my check is guaranteed when it's slow. I I'm here for eight hours when it's slow. Servers lose money when it's like raining or a monsoon or it's mm-hmm. like the city shut down. Us cooks, we get the same paycheck eight hours a day, forty hours a week. We get that no matter what. Yeah. Slow days, you know that. But it's 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 the cuts, the burns, the it's you know it's working quick second. And you don't know what you're doing. Next time you know, I cut this figure so many times in the mandolin. I'm still gotta go to work. I still True. press on. It's like you know I was grew up in that generation of cooks that chefs now mm-hmm. that no matter what you don't go to the hospital you're sick fuck that give me some nyquil you can have a bottle of nyquil i'm at work tomorrow morning oh my god <laughs> before before stupid. before before covid i get sick i'm like on dayquil freaking whatever i can get my over-the-counter drugs i'm at work pounding red bulls and just trying to like be at that par and work I can't yeah. miss because I was I was raised at that that generation of cooks and chefs. Now it's now it's crazy. I, my line coach called off and he got a hangover. The how you calling sleepy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, chef, I can't come to work. I got a headache. I can't breathe. I got stuff. You know, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? That's a that's for sure a generational thing. I mean, not banging on anybody, but the the, the level is different. They want this much right away. From the yeah. start, and and they're not giving it back. You know, no. they're not giving. No. It's it's interesting, and I'm curious to know what your view on service is. So, what what is there? What are some of the things that servers do that makes a chef's job more difficult? Uh, not knowing what to order. Okay. There's a there is a TV show in Stars called Sweet Treats. I don't know if you've ever seen that show yet, but there's a alpha server in that TV show. She's this tall, blonde, blue-eyed chick. Um, It's a nice show. I have this one server right now that constantly order bread. Order bread. Just, like, give bread to the table no matter what. As a server, you should know in and out the menu from appetizers all the way to desserts. What's in it? You can't come... You can't come to me like, Chef, what's in here? What the fuck's the matter with you? It's 8 o'clock. I'm busy with tickets. And you're telling me the server can't, I mean, the guest can't eat this and eat that? You should know what the menu is. They always ask me for a stupid question. Can I have the filet cut butterfly? Like, literally, three weeks ago, I had a server once, two temperatures, and an eight-ounce filet. It's like, can you do that? Two temperatures? Yeah. I have to... One temperature of the fillet is midwell, and the other temperature of the fillet, butterfly, mind you, is a mid rare. That just blew <laughs> my mind. I, I'm confused. Like one one steak. So so eight ounce fillet. You get one fillet. I have to butterfly it. So I have okay. to butterfly it to the to the to the point of like a butterfly. Yeah, yeah. So this one has to be midwell. Oh no. This one, no no no. This no. one no, no, this one no. has to be mid rare. The old school to me would say, "Fuck no, I'm not doing that." But 
that's what they want. We're a service industry. We provide whatever they want. Uh, wait, so I wait, pulled it off. They would have had to buy two steaks in my spot, yo. yo no, man. I pulled I pulled that off. I don't know how I pulled that off, but I pulled it off. So it it was fun. You it's enabled just, everybody. You 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 fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> now these people are gonna come back and they're gonna be like, we did it last time. I'm gonna be like, damn, Chef Ed. <laughs> now I gotta be that server to go ask a uh, uh, one one te- one steak two temperatures. Good yeah. lord, that doesn't even sound normal to me, yo. So, yo he just wanted la- to show off. This guy or this group of people wants three different temperatures. They want the fillet mid rare. The the New York, mind you, is huge. Yeah. So the New York, the top of the New York, they want mid rare. Uh, medium and the bottom of New York they want well done oh my god stop it <laughs> stop it man I can't right that now. is like that's not yo that that's not a, a thing that's not, I know that can't that is, be a thing <laughs> at a hundred at two hundred dollars a table at two hundred dollars a pop they freak they ha- I gotta figure out how the fuck to do this you know so I gotta figure out so I did it you know I cut the New York Cut the top off, cook the bottom off, cut the meat, the fillet off the bone, and cook that in the mid rare. So everybody was everybody was happy. I mean, so 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 you split up the steak though at least. That, so you had I, three separate pieces on the grill. Yeah. Okay, right. I, I, I can I, deal I, with that. I could deal with that. I, I couldn't. <laughs> I when you said you butterfly the steak and had it medium rare, and the other side was medium well. So how do you even do that? You cook the first part to medium, to medium <laughs> or like rare, and then you so, just flip it back on its side and let the other side cook. Basically, so <laughs> so we had a broiler grill. So the broiler of the grill at the front of my grill, I always keep it hot. So I butterflied it, cooked the one medium rare at medium rare. So I let the steak hang right uh-huh. and hang oh, and keep the mid well right there cooked. <gasps> So I keep show flipping off, it. Show off. I keep flipping it without getting it, you know, dark as well done. <laughs> so I keep poking it, poking it. Fuck it, let's roll. Let's just fucking roll with this and see what happens. Oh, it's there. Oh my god! I don't even want to know how you can't sleep at night because you got some weird dreams, some yeah, nightmares no, it, about. <laughs> no, it's service. it's 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 my chef, my very first chef in a mom and pop restaurant. Always telling me, if you can't do it, if you can function doing it, and you know how to do it. If they want it, you must provide it because, like you know, you're a service. You're a service for food. You gotta do whatever they want. At the time, now I do whatever. If I can do it, I can. But ten years ago, like fuck, no, that's stupid. What do you want to do? Cut an eight ounce fillet, one and one? No, fuck that. I'm not doing that. Peace out. I'm not doing that. <laughs> now I have to because you know it's the revenue is going down. The restaurant everywhere is like hitting. Like we're slow as we're slow as we can right now. It's ridiculous, which is crazy. Do you have a season? Uh, you're to to clarify, you're in Napa. Yeah. And yeah. Do you have a busy season and a and a slow season? Uh, is it- right about now, we we're entering our slow season winter. Okay. Uh, our, okay. Our busy season are from January, March, like mid March all the way to like late October, Indian okay. summer type of thing. Oh, we get I get we get a lot of people from around the world, and don't get it twisted. Napa Valley, what you guys think of Napa Valley is not really Napa Valley. Napa Valley, you guys see on on the books are Yountville. It's Thomas Keller. 
Napa is like a like it's like Orlando basically. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got you. That that's so, a great uh, great analogy. Yeah. Man, I, what what's uh? I was gonna ask you. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. What would be a description of an unreasonable request? But you already gave it to. Yeah, that's a, every. <laughs> yeah. uh, we already started with unreasonable. <laughs> yeah. no, I, you, you cannot believe how many requests like a chicken. Can can we debone a chicken? I'm like, can you tell us before we cooked this or after we cooked it? You know they they want the wait, wait. chicken. You know they they, they want, they want the their chicken deboned. So yeah. So why do they just ask for like a breast? Because our menu is like, uh, what you call it, a half a chicken. So oh. At the time, it was oh, a half a chicken. Damn. See, so bones out the that's, that's where the server comes in. You know, it, would you like this debone or whatever? Like, hey, chef, they want the debone. Can you debone a chicken before you cook it? That's what a lot easier. What is eat. going on in Cali, yo? Yeah. It's a lot easier. <laughs> I'm not coming. I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> so what is it? So what do you like when you go out to, to dinner? What's a restaurant experience for you like when you go out to dinner? DoorDash. <laughs> okay. After after cooking the six six days, twelve hours a you know, a week, I spend about four hundred dollars in DoorDash every two weeks. Oh I don't goodness. I don't cook. I don't clean like 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 Cardi B said I don't cook at all. You don't, you don't want nothing to do with the rest of I don't want I know. I, why the fuck would I do my job at home? I'm like, That's fair. That <laughs> you is know what I'm saying? I cook only like during the holidays if, you know, if I'm with the family members. I, I like to do that. But, you know, when I'm home with my wife, I'm like, hey, um, before DoorDash had a stack of Chinese restaurants in like San Francisco, like mm-hmm. doing delivery at that much or like for Mexican. Now it's just fucking DoorDash. Like, what do you want? Like, well, fuck it. This is go man but when i do go out i go out with um to uh my friends restaurants and they treat us like kids okay. and all okay. that so when we do go out with my wife it's it's oh who's working there let's go there let's go here we make a contact hey we sliding through all right cool, cool cool chef we got it nice it was good when you're when you're on at the restaurant which which, which requests are are hardest for you or for instance what's hardest gluten-free dairy-free or vegan uh vegan uh gluten-free is fine because we have we're prepared for that we have gluten-free pasta we have gluten-free bread everything gluten 
everything. Okay. We have all that ready. This goddamn fucking vegan. We are steakhouse. Why the fuck would you go to a goddamn steakhouse? Yeah, you're right. You know, it's like, give us a call. Like, we can make you a dish 24 hours ahead, but yes. don't let me, like, you, you hear some rabbit food. Tally, <laughs> okay. what do you want? That's the best thing I can do in the last late notice. I cook, I cook cows here. Exactly. <laughs> and, and what I hate now, what I hate now is just these people with the cards. Have you seen the cards? Yes, yes. Those absolutely. cards, like, like I'm, I'm allergic. I can't to, have this. Yeah, yeah, I can't have this. Is like, what? Well, what do you want? Flour? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what. What do you want me to do? It's like eight o'clock. I understand they have like restrictions, but restrictions, but let us know twenty four hours ahead or two days ahead so we can make a dish for you. You know, because that's, that's you, a good point. You're, you're driving an hour away or twenty five minutes away. To with your friends and have a good experience, and I want to give that experience to you. But if you come in here on a Friday, Saturday night with this little card, and I'm knee deep of tickets, and you know, I can't do nothing sense. about it. That that's salad a, that's is the best go to. You know, you know. Yeah, that's... especially if they know they're coming. Yeah, and if you're a vegan, just eat a salad. You went out. You know what you can't can't eat. No, no. Yes. Nowadays, no. You can. I blame Kevin fucking Hart because Kevin Hart got like two vegan fast food restaurants in SoCal, and like they pop it. I'm like. Like last week, I made impossible meatloaf, and they didn't like it. I'm like, "What the fuck do you want me to do?" Yeah, it's impossible yeah. meat with tomato sauce, with fake cheese. You can't, you can't go wrong that it. it's vegan and <laughs> and they yeah, chef. This is horrible. They don't want it. I'm like, "Well, what do you want me to do?" Yeah, exactly. We, I know it's horrible. I would never eat it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of not eating it itself, is there something that you cook that you absolutely crush that you just don't eat? Uh, no, I, I'm I'm pretty much I like eating food because I grew up in the Philippines not not eating at all. So I grew okay. up in that in a generation like everything on the plate has to be gone no matter what. You know, I don't okay. have leftovers because if I do leftovers, it's going to trash. I don't I'm, I eat everything. I eat weird stuff that my all my friends and family don't eat, like the foie gras, the bone marrow, all that weird shit. Okay, so I weird. I I like eating. Eating's like my my drug sometimes. So, uh, speaking of drugs, <laughs> 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 well, I, I'm get, I have a multiple choice question for you. Uh, the walk-in cooler is used for a storage of refrigerated food and produce before and after preparation word b cool off when it gets hot in the kitchen c to take a quick break and some time alone d all of the above all the above you forgot the last one too smoking weed in in the walking oh they go to the fan they, yeah, right there you thing. go. See, my man Danny know about it. Yeah, my man Danny know about it. And if you're like, if you're an expensive restaurant, you got a freezer, you go in the freezers, then you puff, puff, and then nobody's going to smell it because, you know, the other side of the walking. Yeah. So, yeah. It's you the far deep. side of the walking. You go deeper, yeah. yeah. And for some reason, that cold, it moves. That air in there, it, it yeah. moves. Yeah, it, it evacuates quickly. Just like you know, Bourdain, like Bourdain said in his book, you know, do co- cocaine in a dry storage, weed just ease it out in a walk-in, and let's go to let's go bring the rain. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you have uh 
Have you ever seen uh, what's your favorite restaurant movie? Is there a restaurant movie that, uh, that I just had a talk? I just had a talk with my best friend about this. Uh, it's actually three. Um, okay. Old Stanley Tucci called The Big Night. Yes, we've seen that. Yeah, yes, we reviewed that on, uh, on that, the podcast that, once. To me, that is to me like the most underrated restaurant movie of all the time because you have a brother that will willing to do anything to save the restaurant. You have the other brother who is so egotistical about his food that he doesn't see his restaurant is suffering. Yeah. Yes. And there's another one. Number two will be Danny Aiello. I forgot. It's Dinner Rush or Rush Time in New York City. His yes, son was the his son was the, the executive chef. chef. Yeah. 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 Classic that movie. Did that yeah, man. Uh, and third but last list, probably Waiting. Boom. Oh, those, nice. Those top three. Uh, Burnt. Burnt Chef, uh, No Reservations, they're all horrible chef movies. I mean, Chef, I was liking it, but you're making a movie out of fucking, you know, Cubano. I'm like, there's nothing. Thomas Keller actually freaking was a consultant in that movie, but there was no nothing about Chef about it. It was just like Mm -hmm. your ego, your ego, some, you know, listen, as a chef, I get all that things from Yelp review like your food's horrible the server is horrible we get mm-hmm. that but that whole scene I never understood about the you know the the car the chocolate lava cake you know I never understood that scene because that's a that's a classical dish that he went yes. off and he went off on a reviewer and just became uh, you know food truck sensation and make I'm wonderful Cubano. I never understood that whole movie. With no reservations, all kitchen movies. I think if all three of us get together, I think we'd make a better movie than the, all that's the the movies out right now. That's what's so, missing. That's what's missing. I think like the we've we reviewed from time to time restaurant movies. And the thing maybe they don't set out to be a restaurant movie, but the thing that gives you the feel about the restaurant is the is the dynamic you know mm-hmm. uh, we, yeah what was that movie that we saw danny that we watched that it was done in one take i mean one day basically oh uh, yeah the, was the one there's one one, like one camera yeah um, one camera shot that's basically. uh oh, was it an english movie B- boiling yeah. point yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was i yeah. was watching that too so the thing that struck me was how it was supposed to be an important night it was like a weekend and everybody was so chill they yeah. had time to like, I was like, no, no, no. I didn't get the feel of like, man, this is, you know, I'm getting my butt handed to me. And then you go off in the corner, you might talk to your coworker a little bit, but while you're doing something, you're, you're, you're interacting like this. I didn't get that, that feel of interactions. Oh, the true multitask. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. It, it was just a little too casual. And then uh, the one with uh, the big night, was very close because they had i think it was uh the hostess was banging the uh the 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 chef the chef chef. yeah yeah the flowers no it's the flowers the flowers it it was it was very real because those are the relationships that come out of restaurants you know yeah trust uh, me i know i had i had a couple of radio shows i had a couple of i banged a couple of servers in every restaurant i worked at (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we call those uh you know benefits yeah <laughs> hey man restaurants 
You can get any drug you want, crystal, cocaine, weed. You got liquor right there in the liquor room, so. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know what's, uh, speaking of liquor, what is your favorite shift drink? The drink that just calms you down in between well, work and going home? There's so much variation now, but right about now, I, I said to, right about now, I'm in my Japanese whiskey stage, so okay. Centauri. So okay. uh, Centauri, when I get it, I'll tell one of my line cook, uh, one of my bartenders, hey, can I get my uh, Centauri whiskey drink? But then it was uh, red wine to take the ease off, to take the Bart home, then Jameson, and then a mini adios motherfucker, they can make it on a busy night. What what's, that? what's an adios motherfucker? It's basically, it's a Bay Area version of Long Island Iced Tea, but more... Uh, okay. I was just about to say that. <laughs> but more potent than Long Island Iced Tea. So okay. it's, one, it's all white, all white drinks. With mm. Oh, okay. Make you pass out on a train or a bus or wherever you're going. <laughs> Now you, uh, everybody knows when you work in the restaurant, you, you work nights, you work weekends, you work holidays. Mornings too. Don't forget mornings. Uh, yes, you work mornings. You work well. You you work all the time. Yeah, it's it. I work in a hotel. It's a twenty-four hour status. Okay. So how do you balance throughout the years your work life? Uh, with when it comes to relationships, family, and things like that, because help help us uh, help help. Uh, oh, that's understand. that's that's a tough one. Well, the last two years has been benef- beneficial. Uh, before COVID, it was non-existent because before COVID, it was just like work, 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 work. There's mm-hmm. no, there was no you work in the industry. There's no such thing as a work-life balance at all. Nothing, zero. Mm. You rather you're working. Or you're sleeping your days off, you know, because two days off, one of them you're going to be sleeping all day because you're working 12, 13 hours a day and your body's like, fuck you, you're sleeping. Gotcha. Your second day off is where you do your adult things, laundry, shopping, clean the house, whatever. So going out, seeing family and friends, it's like going to a trip in Europe because you have to plan that motherfucker six months ahead. Oh, Um, wow. We don't have the luxury as chefs or cooks like, hey, let's do this and send it. Like, well, I can't because I have a big banquet together to do. Oh, I can't because I have 200 covers I got to deal in a restaurant. You know, so we have my my wife is, it's like I told you guys, my wife is my boss and she's the executive chef. So all both of us have to plan to go see family like two, three months ahead. And like, no matter what, we're going to take this trip. We can't be in the whim and just go because there's a lot of people that depend on us to do their job correctly so with that with that dynamic of you and your you and your wife working together and like you said she's your executive chef do you guys ever have a day off together because you know in Mm -hmm. my restaurant our our chef is you know the sous chef is there when when the when the executive chef is gone and 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 likewise yeah uh no (laughs) we get a a half a day together uh mostly morning time okay Okay. And I think that's about it. And holidays, if we get the days off, but mostly we, lately we don't because I work the night shift and she works the mid shift sometimes. Okay. So, 
I work from 11 to 11, and she works sometimes from 10 to 8 or 9 to 8. So. Mm-hmm. All right. I have two, two before uh, I let you go. The first thing is, what advice do you have for anyone who wants to come into the ranks of, of a restaurant as the back of a house? What, what, uh, what advice do you have for them? Uh, don't be soft. Okay. Don't Boom. don't be soft. Don't. It's it's nowadays. It's like it's hard because people like us that the rank went up the ranks of mm-hmm. old school cooking. You know, trust me. I got called Chino my first day at my restaurant way back in the day. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what a Chino was because you know, all, working with a lot of Latinos. They they got their own language and I only know mm-hmm. English at the time. And you know, don't be soft. Know know what you're working with. Now, when I look at the other podcast talking about oh being minority in an all white kitchen, dude, be a minority. Don't speak the language in an all Mexican or Latino crew. <laughs> you know That's what I'm saying? Different. That's different. That's a different ballgame because you're already you're already fucked because you gotta find. The alpha Latino, and you have to be on his good side. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't yeah. find that alpha Latino and you're on his bad side, your whole team's not going to hate you. Don't yeah. be soft. Learn your techniques. Uh, go to school if you want to, but all the school is going to tell you the same thing. You're going to learn everything on the fly. Nobody does the flute anymore or the turning potatoes or the fluid or mushroom. Yeah, that's like the high-end 1% restaurant that Thomas Keller, three-star Michelin. But we work right here in the bottom, in a turn and burn, steel later, 200 covers, revenue stream, we got to go. Yeah. Uh, learn your basic mother sauces and just, just have a sense of like your body's going to get beat up no matter what. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, learn how to handle your liquor, most <laughs> importantly. If you know it, have you know, smoke weed if you have to. Do not smoke too much that you cannot control when you're working. Because I have yeah. many line cooks that will smoke so much weed and is like retarded at work. Learn how to function while doing your job. Exactly. Boom. You know. All right, I have one more for you, and it's going to be a rapid fire. Okay. Okay. I'll just make, put out a description, and you rate it from one to ten. So, okay. One to ten, chefs are cocky. Ten. Insecure. Ten. They can suffer from depression. Man, all the time. Ten. Uh, insomniacs. Man, 18 cups of coffee and 400 Red Bulls? Yeah, ten. Alcoholics. Yeah, ten. Uh, use drugs. Yeah, ten. Angry. Uh, microaggression. Fuck yeah, ten. Stressed out. All the time, ten. A perfectionist. Yes, 10. Arrogant? Yes, 10. Uh, creative? Yes, 10. Organized? Yes, 10. Uh, passionate? Very much so. You got to. This industry, 10. And the best friend anyone could ever have? Yeah, pretty much 10. He was all the way through the board. <laughs> that is what we are. <laughs> you kind of, you, you kind of have to. You got to be. You gotta be Picasso. You gotta be P Diddy. You gotta be fucking Usher. You gotta be everything at one time to different <laughs> to different people. You know, it's it's one yeah. of those things. I made a pact to myself, like I gotta make this work or I'm gonna be homeless. So I had so 
10, 20 years later, I'm still here. So it's it one worked. of those things I love. We're really grateful for your time, Chef. No Ed problem. Martin. Thank you. Well, thank you once again. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter. We do this for you each and every week. I'm Danny Villain. Subscribe, 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 people. We'll see you next time. Later. The kind of voice speaks with melodic flow as the beat goes. Who the hell can stop that? Initiate it, wake up with your head cracked, spitting nasty like the pimp.